0: In this episode of Novel Predictions, Allison crashes all the ships. And then he just shows up and is like, well, first of all, she gets all fucking upset because she thinks that Lucy's married to him. Then he just shows up and and also is like still being weird, not doing anything to talk about the situation. Eleanor finally mentions it, mentions the fact that he has a wife and he's like, wait, no, I don't. And then it's like, I'm here to ask you to marry me. I'm like I was just so I mean I'm sure whatever I just think it's ridiculous how supportive of him she was the entire time when all he did was lie Hi guys it's kales and i read sense and sensibility this month i reread it that's what i did what what's the name of our podcast god damn it hold on hi guys i'm kales this is novel predictions and i reread sense and sensibility this month and i'm allison and i read it for the first time it only took me 3 times to get that intro correct um yeah cuz we haven't been doing this for what we're on lots of episodes i think it's like 14 15 16 something oh usually it's written up there i think it's 16 i don't know math Anyway, um, it's just addition, but we, that's what we read this month. This is Novel Predictions, which is a podcast where two friends, myself and Allison, uh, make each other read a book that the other one has read. And then we have to predict what's going to happen in that book. And this month I made Allison read Sense and Sensibility because it was Valentine's Day, is in the month of February. And Valentine's Day was just yesterday of us recording this. So a couple days from when we're going to post it and i was like let's do a romance and originally i was going to give her a ya romance and then i was like actually i've been i gave myself a personal goal to read every jane austen book this year and so i was like she hasn't read them all so i'm going to make her read sense and sensibility yeah. and we had a predictions episode it didn't go well i mean it went you it went you did some <laughs> things right
1: you it totally maybe might... fucked
0: up the pairings yeah but that's fine. I mean, I got them exactly opposite. Exactly wrong. <laughs> but you got that Willoughby was a fucktard. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. 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 Well, we're going to get to Willoughby. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, that's our podcast. Uh, follow us on all the social media, please. And thank you. We're at novel predictions on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, Allison has this cool giveaway that's been going on, uh, with bookmarks and stickers. If you leave a five-star review, and leave us a comment on the Apple iTunes podcast. Just screenshot that your review and then you get a sticker and a bookmark from us from our awesome new logo design that Allison had. Did yeah, I just get it send right? it to us. DM us and we will Yeah, mail you stuff. It's fun. It's cool. I've been giving out bookmarks and people think the podcast is really cool. So thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And those reviews are super helpful, especially in the world of book podcasts, because not only is that like podcasting it feels like everybody and their mom has a podcast but then it's like (laughs) you get down to book podcasting and it's like why would people want to listen to that well i actually think we can be kind of funny and entertaining and and talk about books that most people have read except the other one us (laughs) except for (laughs) us well we've done some (laughs) popular books um but that being said we're, we're we're venturing back into the 1800s oh god with uh like, really. Like, truly, like we true are Like, 1800s. Like, we had an issue with ages last episode. Yeah. That's kind of wonky. Continuing. Yes. It's... I know a rant is coming. <clears throat> I know it's, it's fine. coming. It's fine. Whatever. No, it's... I have opinions, and you'll hear them. I'm sure you do. um, do you want to start off with your general thoughts about the book? Because you're done with it. You got through it. Because... Yeah. Um, I didn't end up liking it as much as I had originally hoped. That makes me sad. I mean, it wasn't bad. No. I I liked it, but I thought I was gonna love it, and I didn't love it because... But you really liked Emma, right? That's the one Jane Austen that you've read that you really enjoyed. I did enjoy Emma. I think that um, I wanted more twists and turns than this book gave me. That's fair. Yeah, you didn't get a lot of them. And there's, like, a couple that I definitely didn't see coming Mm because it was characters we didn't know. But (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I was reading too much, like, hoping my predictions were right. And then I was like, no! Um, Also, I was annoyed by some of the, um, like, obviously the men are all kind of idiots. And, like, I don't think any of them are really that great that's okay honestly (laughs) no that's okay most people rank the sense and sensibility men lower than emma like mr knightley's awesome and darcy and um they they rank the colonel brandon and edward kind of rank a little low they're just like i get that a lot of things were creating dramatic tension with how edward was handling his situation and everything but it just is like so disingenuous of him and i just felt like, he was not deserving of Eleanor. So, we can talk about that when we get to talking about the relationships in general, but... I have such a pouty face <laughs> right now. I'm just like, bam. I mean, he's, like, fine, I guess. No, it's okay. I mean, it's not... I also picture the, him as Hugh Grant, so, like, that ups his awesomeness to another degree. And Colonel Brandon is played by Alan Rickman. Yeah. So, you know, that that's where my head goes. Yeah, so overall, I... It was okay. That's fine. I'll um, take an okay. I was struggling to actually read it. I had to end up listening to it, which I normally don't listen to the books when it's the first read through. Yeah. But for this one, I just could not concentrate. It did. It took some extra brain power. I would say it's probably the most literary of all the books that we've chosen oh, on the podcast. And the, I mean, just the way of writing in the English is different. So it's just different. It's like you have to translate it right you know because it is well it is english but the formatting and the vernacular are so different that you really have to kind of adjust and twist the words to fit your to fit your way of talking well and i also think that the balance of like character like dialogue exposition is so heavy yeah like let me tell you a story, and it's going to be twenty pages long. And you're like, oh, please don't. Can we tell a shorter story? How about you abridge your story? Because I'm tired of hearing about your woeful mistakes with the lady and how it's not your fucking fault, Willby. Okay, that that is a reason that that's cut out of the movie because yeah. it's the most pitiful
1: i can't believe
0: she's like yes i actually do kind of no. that makes me kind of hate eleanor like a little bit more um it's the one section of the book that i wish was gone because when willoughby comes back and it's like this wasn't really my fault it's like i'm no bullshit you impregnated her you asshole yeah it's like you didn't know what you were dead essentially yeah and then you basically did the same thing to marianne just without ruining her yeah just without impregnating like if you had been there longer maybe you would have yeah you fucked hard yeah and and eleanor was like yes actually i do forgive you and pity you i'm like you know what no yeah no it made that was one of the instances where it was very obvious that it's not a modern story yes because i feel like in a modern story they would just be like fuck you like and in most modern stories they are and in most adaptations that section is taken out because it's very much considered this like weak section that everybody's like why are we forgiving him he well, was a not- dick and it wasn't like a good reason yeah it wasn't like colonel brandon's at least you felt sympathy when he was talking about what happened with him and his misgivings and the girl and the, all the things and but willoughby's it was just like you fucked up she didn't fuck up yeah but i think what it does inversely is show how man-centric that time period was in general sure and while austin is considered a highly feminist author there are still she still is a product of her time right and that like the men needed to be forgiven even though they fucked up which is wrong right (laughs) i just hate so much that they focus on the fact that like he that they were going to get married rather and like his betrayal to marianne when they don't focus on the fact that he impregnated a girl and basically yeah. left her for dead in that society. Like, it bothers me so much. And everybody's like, oh my God, Wickham is so evil. I'm like, no, no, no. He actually married Lydia. Like, they're fine. <laughs> also, like, this dude was engaged. Was he engaged the whole time, Willoughby? Or was he just like, no. thought he was going to probably marry this girl? He just thought he was probably going to marry her. <sighs> like, yeah. What? Uh, he's such a dick. I know. And- <laughs> <laughs> but that's one thing that you can agree on is that like Willoughby is a is it, Willoughby is a huge dick and and it's obvious that he's like supposed to be like you know that's his characterization. He's the villain. but I will argue through the course of in my dissertation as we talk through this, this is great. Um, I will argue that Colonel Brandon might be the only man who's not a dick in this book. I might be inclined to agree with you because I can see the points there. Yeah. And I think Colonel Bland- Brandon's only flaw is that he's older. I think he's... Yeah. I mean, only, I'm not going to lie. Like, because, because he has such great actions. Like, you think about it. Jane Austen has this thing about actions versus words, especially yeah. in this book. But throughout her books, the idea is what the man does versus what the man says is a huge topic of discussion. Yeah. And... Colonel Brandon is one of those men that does the things. You know, when when um Marianne needs her mother, he goes and gets the mother. Right. He listens to her. He he when he, she asks him to leave, he leaves. Like he they do when they do the things, they listen to the women and actually like show their affection mm-hmm. rather than just Willoughby was like, "I love everything and I'm going to do all the things and then nope." And it's just like that doesn't work. So and Edward, I would you're probably right that edward was like <laughs> Meh. edward is wishy-washy and i hate that he ends up with eleanor but it's just like we can talk about it yeah but like i think that i just love eleanor so much because i relate to her so hardcore and i really like eleanor too which is why i wish that she had ended up with somebody i respected more than edward yeah that's fair all right so should we get in basically just the long story short of that like I really love Jane Austen and I realized that I've been in love with these stories for a really long time and I wanted to actually sit down and read the text again instead of just re-watching the movies over and over. Which I'm still doing. Yeah. And watching the miniseries and the movies. But I basically wanted to read these and
1: so How did I was you like, feel
0: on your reread? I loved it. I, I, still I the love whole it. time I remember being like just reacting to it because I was listening to it and when I listen to it, I just feel so emboldened to, like, talk in my car. And I remember during, like, Willoughby's speech, I was like, you idiot, there's no way she'll take you back and forgive you. You're such an idiot. And also, he's a- currently married when he's over here giving this fucking speech. I know, speech, I know, I know, I know. Which I forgot until Eleanor was like, what about Mrs. Willoughby? And I was like, wait, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're married, dude. Um, No, it, it and and, but not only that, it was, like, also when when Marianne was, like, lamenting, I was like, I'm so sorry. You're, like, not, f- like, you're so sad. And then when Eleanor finally cries and has this outward of emotion, I just, I love it. <laughs> and I do. It's, I I think my, I think my trend is historical romance. I really do. It's not a paranormal romance person. Not a, not a, a modern romance person. I think I like my historical romances. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm in there with you. Yeah. But I, again, like, modern modern historical romance. Modern text, yeah that's because fine. then I like having more modern heroines. That's okay. And men that I can respect. <laughs> that's fine. But but I didn't you know, like I said I didn't dislike it. I just I wanted more than I got, I think. That's fair. I can I can uh I can understand that. I just think I think I'm biased. Right. I think it's like when we read John Green. Is that like, I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm giving you some of my favorites and I'm like, I could just reread these because Austin's stories are very much like John Green's stories for me and that they're some of the few that I will revisit because I'm not a big rereader, period. Yeah. So, all right, let me pull up our questions to see how, let's face it, not great. <laughs> bad. Not great. You did very bad. You didn't do very bad. You got the villain. Which, I mean, because I was like, if she says one of them ends up with Willoughby, I'm going to laugh my head off. But she just... I felt like he was very clearly the villain from the beginning. Yes. All right. Where the fuck are the questions? They're there. Okay. So, we have a series of questions, the way that this works on Novel Predictions, um, that helps us go through kind of just key plot points. Um, And then we tack on anything else that we want at the end. And normally we start with the question of, does the MC fall in love? But because we knew this was a romance, we were going to start with, we ended actually with that one. So we started with, what tropes do you think you'll see? And Allison said, convoluted, um, definitely a love triangle, if not a square. And... Or like a pentagram, (laughs) a star (laughs) with poor little Eleanor up over here. It's like a, it's like a, it's like the Big Dipper and she's the tail. Oh Um, no. that's Poor Eleanor. (laughs) Poor Eleanor. Um, there's a lot of poor Eleanor's. I also, and I also think that it's going to be one of those, I don't know if this is a trope that has a name. I feel like we make up a lot of tropes on this podcast, but we do, um, where there's like the three siblings and one of them is just like an accessory piece that has no part in the story. (laughs) Yes. Like Peggy and Hamilton. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's Margaret. You got this one right. Actually. I a lot of them right. Yeah. Because one of the ones that you mentioned was like, sister that goes away. Yeah, Margaret's like... just not there. No, <laughs> well, I mean, they leave, I guess. But... Yes, but part of the time when they come back, it's like I—I it, I remember thinking when, um, Missus Dashwood comes to rescue Marianne and stuff. I'm like, who's watching Margaret? Right? Anybody? Eulder? Margaret, like twelve. I okay. do like that. The very like last line of the book basically is about Margaret's old enough now that we can like she matters because we can talk about her romantic prospects. Yes. <laughs> um. You got that one right. Mm-hmm. You also got the sister tropes right in terms of, like, their underlying love but conflicting nature. Right. Like, like super supportive of each other even though they don't understand at all, like, what the other's going through. No, and they have some really great moments, I think, throughout the book. And you picked up on that early on and it continues through the story. Yeah, I think of the, you know, the aspects of this book that I really liked, um, the interpersonal relationship between the sisters is my favorite. Maybe my favorite part. Yeah. Especially because <clears throat> I don't really like, Mar- like, I didn't like Marianne very much because, geez, girl, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> no, I want to know. Okay, but wait, you got to, you got to expand on that. What do you, what do you mean well, by, she, geez, well, girl, get all, it together? Okay, first of all, what are you doing with Willoughby? Like, what is happening right now? Because I love that the entire time it's assumed that they're engaged, and then all of a sudden she's like, wait. No, of course we're not engaged, and you're like, what the fuck, Marianne? <laughs> like, what were, what were you doing? And like, she's writing him all these letters, and like, I get that, but also, the fact that she doesn't catch any hints that he's a dick, like they just fly straight over her head. And Eleanor's the whole time like, um, did you did you see what happened? And Mary's like, he's so beautiful. Well, and it has to go back to Marianne's theory, of because in a weird way, Marianne's a perfectionist that's a a really interesting argument of that she is good at a lot of things she does she's very pretty she has great musical skills she's known to be like the lady prettier than eleanor the whole thing and so she uses that kind of social prowess that she has to develop this theory that love will just happen for her because things have just happened for her in her life and she thinks that heartbreak heartbreak won't happen for someone like her and that's why like one love is her true is the right, true yeah. love that's She'll never her whole, find second love or yeah that's you. her whole theory and so that's why when willoughby comes along and she's so infatuated with him and so infatuated with these stories i mean come on what's their fucking meat cute is he picks her up when she, it's raining yeah and she's fallen down a fucking hill <laughs> and broken her ankle or rolled it or whatever because she's a damsel in distress but like yeah. that fits her picture perfect idea of things so she becomes blind to his dickishness i'm not saying that's great i'm not saying it's the best quality but to me it's a really interesting factor when marianne has to go through this sense of failure for her because you know unfortunately these women are built up to marry and be right, successful yeah, yeah. and find love and well and i just think it's- and she doesn't <laughs> instantly it's yeah it's hard for me to read her though because it's very and it's funny because we had this discussion during the predictions but they're like she especially is a freaking she's a fucking teenager like yeah she's 19 she's 17 in the beginning marianne she's 17 through this whole thing she's 19 when she marries colonel brandon i finished it this oh morning. so it's yeah th- no you're right because Eleanor's 19 eleanor is currently 19 yeah during the the ma- do you know what, do you want to know why i always fuck it up because kate winslet was 19 when she filmed the movie. Oh, that's why I always fuck it up in my head. Yeah. So Marion's seventeen. So she's very like. She is. It's like reading a YA it, romance. She's like, okay, but think about it. You know, it's like it reminds me of my friends' relationships in high school. Like, yeah, where it was like this, you know, great thing. But but at the same time, I do think that most people would notice the kind of inattention being paid to you or the, the weird distancing. It was very – in that aspect, actually, it was very gothic. Like, are you talking about – are you are – you, oh, okay. I'm thinking my argument was more for, like, the early stages before he left her. No, I mean, like, after. I after, mean, after yeah. they're in London and she's writing him and he's not writing back and she sees him at a party and he, like, avoids her and, like, kind of makes a cutting remark. And then she gets the letter, which we learned later was not written by him, yep. really, but was – Written by his wife, but he penned it. Which, like, fuck off, Willoughby. If you're willing to write all that shit down and then send it to someone, you're a terrible person. Yeah. Anyway. And so is his wife, and they deserve each other, and y'all <laughs> can just go make evil babies right? together. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, think about if 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 we're going off this theory of Marianne's perfectionism, she's trying to make this work at all fucking costs. So she can't see it, cause instead she's got these blinders on of he might be being distant but i'm going to like there's one excuse she has about the weather is the reason he's not oh, yeah. writing her yeah. like th- that's 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 how desperate she is to try and make this work because if she has this belief, right, that this that it's one love or nothing, you know, that's what she's instilled in herself, seventeen or no. The idea of that failing for her is so traumatic. Maybe that's what it is. Is it's really hard for me to relate to because i don't relate to the idea that I my my belief can't be changed yeah when evidence supports something else mm-hmm. so I think that might be where I'm having trouble with her because it's like there's so much evidence yes like what are you doing like there's empirical evidence that this guy either didn't like you ever or is just cutting you now for no good reason or is ha- has some huge secret from you and you don't the fact that she can't she isn't changeable in any way and she's can't make that jump it's it was hard for me no and i can i can see that and i can understand that i just as someone who's like written fucking essays on this book like loves the idea that marianne who actually is supposed to be the sensibility and the heart portion of this is actually very stuck in her ways which is counteractive to what we think is like the connotation of the heart is it being kind of wishy-washy and flexible sure. and, you know, but instead she's actually very rigid in what she thinks. Um And th- I just find that fascinating. I mean, I don't uh, disagree with you. I just think that, like, as a reader, not reading it academically, I was like, this is just obnoxious. <laughs> because She is obnoxious. You're, she's so obnoxious. You're driving me insane because you're not acting like, like, it's very, I guess it's very tropey. Like, she was, she's, she was in her box. And she was not going to have any character growth until she was fully, like, destitute. Yeah. So. I I mean, it makes sense, character development-wise. Yeah. I just wish there had been a little bit more gradual character development with her. Well, and I just wish that Colonel Brandon wasn't so old. Because, like, she wrote him off so quickly. And I'm like, if you just paid attention to how good he is, you'd get it. But she gets it later. Yeah. I mean, but then there's a really creepy theory about like that I don't like to talk about because it like undermines Brandon and of, like he's trying to replace Eliza. I mean, that's like not, I, I don't, it's I not wrong, it, but like, I just, it makes about, my heart hurt. It talks about how much he's like, she looks just like her, like yeah. all this shit, and you're like, gross, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, but I mean, ugh, I know. But I also think that... And the fact that he has a daughter is also really weird to me, but okay. He, it's not his biological daughter, but right. the fact that he like takes care of the girl. Well, I also think it's interesting that... And I didn't feel so creeped out by that speech because it felt more like he was... Le- less that he was comparing them physically and more that he was comparing them... Like their emotional state. Yes. And like Which is ha- what how he they, finds attractive about them both. Right. Which is like, yeah, like this passion and, and all this stuff. But then he talks about how he saw it go so horribly wrong with Eliza and trying to save her from that, which you know, okay, I don't. again, older book, don't like savior complexes. It's fine, um, but yeah, Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. What other tropes did I get right um, <laughs> or wrong? <laughs> no, I, you, you, you basically caught on to the majority of them of it being like this Victorian novel. You, you said that there was gonna be like a lost love. Thing in the sense of um, or like, like, a red herring, yeah, like red herring, yeah, red herring love, which was Willoughby. Um, you caught on to most of the stereotypes because the stereotypes were derived from this. You yeah. know what I mean? She's one of the OG right romance ones, so you did really well on that front. Um, the next question was: Is there a mentor? And Allison said, "I think there might be someone who is going to nudge them, maybe both of them." um to a more middle ground place from their like sense and sensibility, you know, like high oh, yeah. high emotion versus high logic. So you again were kind of right in terms of there is a lady that helps them, but not in the way that you said. Yeah, so who I mean, who do you think the mentor is? Like honestly, cuz I don't really know i don't know it, to me i think it's in different facets of their life i think the mentor that helps them like into society to like become so ladies and have miss mm-hmm. jennings yes um but then i think that they're in a weird way mentors to each other which i think is the point of the book that they teach each other yeah sure but that's i mean that's not your t- typical mentor thing you were wanting some other outside person to come in and like Whop them on the head Rafiki style and be like y'all are being stupid yeah I did and, want somebody to come and in and nobody did that nobody did that no you're right nobody even came in and was like you'll being stupid <laughs> except to each other because they eventually right Marianne was like Eleanor you're being an idiot why don't you love him and Eleanor's like you don't understand my heartbreak yeah and then Marianne and then inverse when when Eleanor was like I know you were engaged and I'm so sorry and Marianne's like Wait, we weren't engaged. She goes, You dumbass Like, <laughs> yeah, like so, what the hell? Oh, yeah. So they kind of did that Rafiki stick on the head to each other. Um, so there like wasn't a mentor? Is how I interpret that. Yeah, I think that I, I would say that there wasn't one. Yeah. Cause I think Miss Jennings is like, kind of, but not really. I she love causes her more problems than she's helps. I know. But I still love her. Can I did you did you still love her by the end? I did or did really you just, just like find her annoying? Her? I did like her a lot, but I th- I thought it was really funny that um when she asked the questions about like, pick, it's not pickles, it's some other food when like Marianne is like crying her eyes out and has been doing it for days and she's like, I'm going to go to the market and get, does she like these things? Oh, and is right. like trying to help well, and it's just it, not helpful. I thought it was interesting. I expected, because she made like this conviction at the very beginning, like Marianne's going to marry Colonel Brandon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. But then i I expected her to like stay that course and she doesn't. I mean, she's no. like, she just like jumps on whatever ship she sees um and is like Ooh, oh the next ship actually i like that one i like the cannons mm-hmm. um but anyway so I, ex- I expected her to be more consistent and i like the like kind of dotty old lady quality of her where she's like oh it'll be so great like these they'll be together and it'll be you perfect. just totally made her minnesotan and it was the best it's like that tater tot hot dish right there. This is gonna be so great. And these weddings are gonna be amazing, don't you know? And I loved I loved the scene where Colonel Brandon was um telling Eleanor about the uh commission for Edward or whatever. Yes. And she's like kind of eavesdropping and she like hears all these things and is like, Oh, they're planning the wedding and all this and then like throughout the following day her and Eleanor have several conversations where they both just like miss the fact they're talking about completely different things and then all of a sudden Eleanor's like wait what we're not talking about my wedding (laughs) well and that's the thing is that like you think about it but you forget how humorous Austin is yeah she's funny it's those funny clever books and whether they are like Shakespearean misinterpretations or miscommunications or witty batty characters and snarky sister comments it's funny yeah amongst the drama and that's why like they're romantic comedies in a way because it's so I don't know I find them so entertaining I enjoy the comedy that is in there um you know like Charlotte can we talk about her daughter real quick like just how like she just talks and talks and talks and like vomits out all of this information yeah about like how weird and gross her marriage is right and she's like but I didn't actually hear it in the doorway and it's like and Eleanor's like wait you're a- asking me to relay information that you only heard through like a keyhole no that was um was that not the daughter no I- that was Nancy Steele oh well, I love her too she I was, think when she-, she was like talking about Edward and uh, Lucy yes and her Edward offering to let Lucy out of the marriage and Lucy was like no I still love you and I would be like oh fuck okay yeah but not in that way but then she's like yeah I mean I like heard most of it because I was by the door <laughs> Yeah. And Eller's like, I can't. Forgot about Nancy. I can't, I can't tell people that. Like, what are you doing? No, it's, it's good. Yeah, Charlotte is like, because her husband's super weird. Right, but the husband in the end is like. (laughs) A good guy. A good guy. But he's just like, like, is with a really annoying woman. And (laughs) he's just bizarre. Are you ready for this? In the movie, Charlotte's played by Dolores Umbridge. Oh my God. And the husband is played by Hugh Laurie House. That's a very weird pairing. It's. Perfect. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So much so that when I saw Harry Potter, I was like, oh, that's Charlotte. And then she was the most horrifying Most person. horrible woman ever. And instead you get the batty woman's daughter, who's just as batty. Um. So, yeah, that's the mentor thing. Um. Moving on to the next question. Yeah. Who is going to die? And we kind of tweaked this a little bit of, like... Does anybody, is there going to be some, like, some, grave illness or something? Yeah, grave like that. illness that sweeps through the nation. And Allison said, but maybe a near-death experience for one of the characters can, like, you know, reveals the actual, like, romantic intention and of somebody else. Ooh, you know I, mean? I like that. So you... I, Again, eh. you were like, in a minute. I, like, got the circumstance of how it ended up playing out correctly, but not yeah. the actual thing. Mm-mm. Nope. And it it is how I said. It does bracket, like... Yes. The Willoughby, like, sweeping in and being romantic and blah, 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 blah with her injury, which is, like, super minor. Yes. Versus the Colonel Brandon trying to be... Trying to do what he needs to do for her. Like, When she's to that ill. She tried to... He tried to leave and they were like, no, don't leave. And then... He went and got her mother instead of, like, staying by her side and pining and, like, right. being emotive. Um, he, like, did what was needed. He got and- shit done. Yes. Instead of being like, oh, I'm here. I'm going to carry you to the house. Now I'm leaving. Goodbye. Yes. And it's like he saves her in a different way. Yeah. And um, it's like a rejection of the Hans Christian Andersen, like, fairy tale yes. type, like, princeliness that, like... like I'm thinking like Cinderella where, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody sweeps in and changes your life and then instant and then they're gone and then Mm -hmm. whatever, instead of being, seeing value in someone who is constant, Yeah. But I will say this. You're going to hurt my heart now, aren't you? I think it is the relationship between Colonel Brandon and Marianne was bizarre because it didn't actually ever happen. It was like, Colonel Brandon's always back here. He's hanging out. Marianne's out doing whatever the fuck she wants with Willoughby and crying and being a baby. And he's just here. He never, like, says, I am also interested in you. Hello. He's like, just back here, hanging back, hanging back the whole time. Taco's good at here style. (laughs) And (laughs) seriously. Okay. Is that our first Adventure Zone? It might be. (laughs) Surprisingly. Surprisingly, <laughs> anyway. one of the podcasts that got us into podcasting. Let's oh god. Anyway, and then he, you know, he's doing all this stuff, and obviously Eleanor is like fully aware, and Marianne is oblivious. But then he goes to get her mom, and he like blurts out that he loves her, and so then the mother is like, "Ha ha, this is happening. I've created this relationship, even though the mother was all for Willoughby and like oh, totally yeah. fucking dependent." Because him. When she Eleanor's is like, Marianne. um, um. Yeah, because the mother and Marianne are like the same person. I hate going back to the movie, but I love the movie so fucking much. There's this great scene in the movie where Marianne is crying, and Eleanor has, has after the argument with Mother, uh, Mrs. Dashwood about Willoughby. The mother goes into a room and starts crying, and Margaret's there with a cup of tea trying to comfort Marianne. And Marianne shuts her out, and then Margaret starts crying in this doorway, and Eleanor just sits on the stairs like "fuck me," and all of and they're, they're all three of them are sobbing in three different rooms, and. Eleanor is just like, well, shit. <laughs> but like it is true. Mrs. Dashwood is Marianne. Yeah. So so he like makes this pronouncement and then it just all happens really fast because you the story switches focus to Edward and Eleanor. Yes. And in the background I guess Marianne and, and Colonel Brandon are like creating this relationship and then they get married 2 years later. Yes. So that just felt really cheap to me. Like I was... Like a cop-out? I, well, not a cop-out necessarily, but I just like felt... I felt like if I'm going to have a love story and it's going to be like this grand love story or whatever, give it to me. Like don't don't just have me have the whole preamble of she's with another man and whatever, but I love her from afar. And then I do something heroic for her. Um, and then I confess my love to her mother, not her. And then skip forward two years we're married. Like there's no build of that building of that relationship other than him being there for her, like as a brother would be. Like he doesn't it's it's <laughs> it's not romantic. Like Eleanor and Edward, which I will get into Edward later, but Eleanor and Edward at least have some kind of like romantic build where he like comes for her and he asks her to marry him and all this stuff. So like yeah, go ahead. But they don't. It's just like, it's literally like friend zone, friend zone, friend zone, friend zone, friend zone. I confess my love to your mother. We skip forward two years and all of a sudden we're married. So this is more of a critique on structure? I guess. Like That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like I was frustrated with the the way that relationship built because I don't think it did. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to that except you're probably right. Like, can you, can you argue against it? No. I just have a delusional fantasy about Dashwood, about uh, Colonel Brandon. It's fine. Because he doesn't do fucking anything. He's just... But he does! I mean, he does a lot, but it's in the friend zone. He's in the friend zone. Maybe I'm just like a friend zone, guys. <laughs> okay, but then it's not like... No, you're right. She doesn't... Like, you don't get any inner dialogue from her of her, like, coming to this realization that, oh, Brandon, he's like... No, it is all secondhand, A isn't man. It? He's like a man that I would be interested in being with. And it seemed very, <laughs> at the end, to me at least, it seemed very like, she settled... Like, that's uh, Jane Austen does that, though. She does that. There's a great, but it's parodied in Northanger Abbey. Ah, oh, fuck. Because, like, you know, cause she, they're talking about how passionate she is and all these things, and then all of a sudden it's like, and she married Brandon, and, like, it was fine. <laughs> well no, 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 just, There's, like, a line in there where she, like, realizes that, like, love happens, you know, like, that steadiness and that it doesn't have to be all like rush, heat, and passion, and that like she there's there's this there's a paragraph in there about how it develops into this passionate love. It's so it's like really at the end. Where's the book? It's in the bedroom. Do you want me to get it? Yes. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> oh my god, can we talk real quick about Mrs. Ferris, the sister <laughs> <laughs> and her outbreak with Lucy and just Lucy in general? Lucy Steele is the worst. <laughs> like she's so first of all she's so mean to eleanor she's like a fucking delusional person she's so mean to eleanor and then she's just like actually you know what fuck you edward like okay no no no. here i found it i found okay, it okay. okay wait going back marianne dashwood was born to an extraordinary fate she was born to discover the falsehood of her own opinions to counteract and to counteract by her conduct her most favorite maxims she was born to overcome an affection formed so late in life at, as at 17 and with no sentiment "'superior to another esteem and lively friendship "'and voluntary, voluntarily give her hand to another, "'and that other, a man who had suffered no less than herself "'under the event of former attachment, "'whom two years before she considered too old, "'but was instead uh, of falling a sacrifice, "'instead of falling sacrifice to irresistible passion, "'as once she had fondly flattered herself with expecting, "'instead of remaining even forever with her mother "'and finding her own pleasures in retirement and study, "'as afterwards in the more and calm, sober du- judgment,' She had determined on God. This book is wordy. She found herself at nineteen submitting to new attachments, entering new duties. Wait, hold on. I'm not. That's not right. Then I'm like submitting. Like that's like I'm. I'm sorry, but no, I don't. There's a okay. Mar- oh, here I found it. And then, no, sorry, it was another paragraph later. Let me just recite the whole book to you. Um, and that marianne found her own happiness, informing, informing his was equally the persuasion and delight of observing. of each observing friend marianne could never love by halves and her whole heart became in time as much devoted to her husband as it had once been to willoughby i agree with you i read that i remember that but hold on no (laughs) we are making dissertations out of this let's fucking read that back because here's what it says marianne could never love by halves and her whole heart became in time as much devoted to her husband as it had once been to Willoughby. What I take Well, it could have been the two years. It didn't I, have to be married. So my interpretation of that was they got married and then, like, eventually she was like, I love him, I guess. No. See, I think it's the two years in between the, that we're missing. I guess so. It could be. It could be. I, I, but again. But again, we don't we're missing see, two years. We don't see any of it. You are right. And I'm like, well, the, the fuck? You're <laughs> right. You're right. Because <laughs> it is a romance in that it has a HEA. But... You're right. A lot of this book is not about the romance, which is fine. It's about the sisters, and it's about, which is fine. But if, like if I'm going to read a romance, like I want to read the relationship build, and I don't feel like we got it. Fair. We got the friendship building, but not the relationship. Okay, we also have to move on to our other questions because if we keep going, we're going to this is going to be the longest podcast okay, we've yes. done. <laughs> um which I'm fine with, but we got to get that done. Um okay, so what's the twist? And so I asked you what was the super scandal. wrong. Yeah, Allison said, I, I think that Eleanor Elopes. <gasps> what? I think Eleanor elopes because she's the one that's all logical and whatever, and she's gonna grow as a character. And she's gonna fall in love with someone, and they're gonna elope. Yeah, you were wrong. I was. This absolutely was where you like bombed wrong. out and was like, "This is not even close." Um, but the scandal, I actually think there's two. Yeah, and it's wrapped up in. Colonel Brandon's confession about what happens with um, Eliza and Willoughby and the daughter and all of that. Well, I think one of the scandals is Willoughby, like, basically the revelation of Willoughby's wrongdoing. Yes. But I think the other scandal is Edward's fucking engagement for the last four goddamn years. Oh, yes. that That's what I meant by both. Do you Sorry. know what I mean? Like. hmm that two was sisters, the part that was most shocking to me. And then when they do that fucking red herring of like, oh, I saw Mrs. Steele, but actually Mrs. Ferris or whatever. Yep. And she, and Eleanor loses it. Yep. I literally was like, what the fuck? Like I said it out loud. Get it. Because I was like, no, there's no way. I was like, this is, cause there's no other men. So she's got, I was like, she's got to end up with Edward somehow. So this is wrong. And then once they revealed it, I was like, that's ridiculous. But it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, but... Lucy's... So do you want to go into that, then, with, like, Lucy and Edward? If Because the... this, I feel like... Yeah. If this is, like, the bigger shan- scandal that shocked you, um, which, again, I just want to remind that Willoughby's a dick because he impregnated a girl and left her for dead. Yes, I agree. Okay. Willoughby's sh- scandal did not shock me because I expected it. From him. But from him. But Edward's... So, Edward, here's the thing about Edward I do me. think about... I got a line when we're done, but I want to hear your <laughs> rant about Edward because I'm starting to feel like I agree with you and it's going to make me sad for Eleanor. Okay, so here's the thing about Edward for me. So... He, okay, in the very, very beginning, he's visiting the family, whatever. Um, he and Eleanor for, form a tundra, right? They're not like an attached or whatever, but there's obvious feelings. Yes. Um, and then he doesn't write to her, so we're all sad. And then we see him in town, but he's being weird. And then Lucy Steele comes into the picture. Or no, we see Lucy Steele before. Yes. We meet Lucy before. We meet Lucy and she's like... Because Lucy's in town, too, because they go to London together. Right. Yes. So we meet Lucy and she's all, let me tell you this great secret. I'm engaged to him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's actually even before they go to town. It is. Yeah, it's before they go to town. And and Eleanor doesn't really believe her for a while, which I also kind of didn't believe her. I was like, you're just fucking making shit up. Um, And then we find out that it's true. And Edward is quiet. Like, we don't hear shit from him. He doesn't apologize to Eleanor. He doesn't come around and say, hey... I heard lucy told you about this engagement like yes it's true but actually i don't want to be engaged to her i actually love you which would have i think been a great speech to have he doesn't do he he gives he gives the i love you speech at the end at the end okay i'm just saying i love the speech at the end it's a good speech at the end but i'm frustrated that he took first of all he was just like mom's the word about all this fucking stuff forever and one was leading on Lucy Steele, who is shitty. She's a shitty person, but she was being led on. Like, they, you know, got engaged or whatever. Two was leading on Eleanor because they formed this connection and didn't. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just, there was one line. What was, I'm going to help support you. Yeah. So hold on. They formed this connection and didn't. He never mentioned shit about shit. Then he outright fucking lied about the like yes hair, with the ring, ring with the mm-hmm. hair. That bothered me too. Cause I'm like, dude, this is the perfect opportunity to be like, actually, I'm engaged. Like, you know, you it's it's your out. You can you can take this and run with it. Or you can say, Yeah, I'm engaged with this girl, but she's really touched to me and I'm not actually attached to you, and like this is where we confess that I really love you and all this stuff. So he does all this stuff. We don't hear fucking anything from him. And then all this stuff goes down with his mom. And again, we don't hear fucking anything from him. It's all secondhand. All he could have done, all he had to do was write Eleanor a fucking letter and say, I feel compelled to marry this girl because I'm a good person and I entered into this contract and like, I can't, can't break it on, you know, on good faith or whatever. And then he just shows up and is like, well, first of all, she gets all fucking upset because she thinks that Lucy is right. married to him. And then he just shows up and, and also is, like, still being weird, not doing anything to talk about the situation. Eleanor finally mentions it, mentions the fact that he has a wife, and he's like, wait, no, I don't. And then is like, I'm here to ask you to marry me. <laughs> I'm like, I was just so – sh- I mean, I'm sh- – sure whatever. I just think it's ridiculous how supportive of him she was the entire time when all he did was lie and i'm i'm going to do a quote because i remember this came this stuck out to me when he says, I was simple enough to think my faith was plighted to another. There could be no danger in my being with you. Right. And that the consciousness of my engagement was to keep my heart as safe and sacred as my honor. I felt that I admired you, but I told myself it was only friendship. Until I may- began to make comparisons between yourself and Lucy, I did not know how far I got. I was got. After that, I suppose I was wrong to, in remaining so at Sussex. And the arguments with which I reconciled myself to the expedient... See of, of it were these. The danger was my own. I am doing no injury to anybody but myself. Yeah, and I was like, okay, Edward, that's really selfish. Yeah, you bastard. Yeah. like, um, you're what? doing injury to two people specifically. Yeah, and it it was weird. And I remember thinking, oh wait, is Edward not the <laughs> what? And so so I was thinking about it as like me reading it as a teenager versus reading it now, and I was like. Oh, hold on. Now that I've been through some relationships with right liars, I was like, hold on. This, what is this? What is this? And it made me stop. And so, like, what you're saying to me, I'm actually like hearing you and not as like the Colonel Brandon argument that I'm having right now. <laughs> of being not like, the pouty but he's face. Great. Not the pouty face that I have with Colonel Brandon, but like Edward, I'm like, maybe he doesn't deserve Eleanor. Eleanor. And maybe she is too forgiving and shit. See, here's the thing. Eleanor is awesome. Like, I love she Eleanor. She is a great heroine and she is an awesome sister and she's a really fucking awesome person. And Edward is maybe not like a douche. You know, he's not Willoughby level, but he's not. He does not deserve her. He's not great. I do not think that he deserves her. I still think the best couple in Austin. I mean, everybody is like Darcy and Lizzie which I agree with because what I love about that relationship is that they both are flawed and that but because we get it from Lizzie's side we think Darcy's the only dick but then like Lizzie goes through this transformation like self-actualization of oh fuck I've been being a dick and then they like are able to get over it which is the whole point of Pride and Prejudice but I love Emma and Knightley and how they support one another and the fact that they I don't know Something about the two of them doesn't feel as, like, icky as this Edward one does. And what's hard for me, though, is that, like, Catherine and Northrop's the villain. I don't remember who Catherine ends up with in Northanger Abbey offhand. But, like, that one's like a parody. And I don't know Mansfield Park and um, Persuasion Persuasion at all. I haven't read either of them. I don't know them. So I can't judge as easily. Um, But out of the three or four, since there's two in here... Alex and Knightley. Yeah. Alex Knightley and um Emma. Emma are really the better ones. Yeah. So that was... this is the first time that like Edward and Eleanor like dunked down for me. Because I, yeah. I reread it and I was like, oh, that's not great. Right. Well, and I think it's I struggled with it because I think Eleanor's really great. And I think in this instance, they're I think that Eleanor and Marianne are both settling in different ways. I think Eleanor is settling for somebody who she loves but who maybe isn't a great person. She's like accepting that um, when she deserves better and that Marianne is settling for someone who she doesn't feel super passionate about. But I wonder maybe loves in a friendly way. Maybe I wonder about, cause this was reread was also the first time I was like, why didn't Colonel Brandon and Eleanor end up together? Cause they were such good friends and their conversations are some of my favorites actually in this entire book And I kept thinking to myself, I was like, why is this not a thing? And I couldn't, I don't know if I got a justifiable reason. I think I would like them together better. Yeah. Maybe your ending was a better choice. Speaking of your ending, let's go back to your question. Yay! Um, Then we'll go to the, does the MC fall in love? Allison said. Marianne falls in love and ends up with Edward. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's my call. And... Eleanor, I think Eleanor might elope with the old man. Colonel Brandon? Yeah. And she was wrong. But I got it exactly opposite. You did get it exactly opposite. You were correct in that Willoughby's a fucktard and nobody's going to end up with him except what's her face with a bunch of money. And also, okay, hold on one second. Whenever he's like, if by some fateful circumstance I'm single again, and Eleanor's like, you need to stop. Like, that was one of my... In that whole speech, when he was being, he was bloviating about himself and how what a tragic Great life word. he's led. Thank you. And Eleanor is like, I forgive you, which drove me insane. But That's I the, also think that she might have done it just to placate him. Do you ever think that she might have just been like, okay, I forgive you, get the fuck out. I like, feel like it would have been worded differently because I feel like there's a maybe. lot of double talk in this book and you can always tell. Fair. But there is that line where he's like, and if by some circumstance, I'm single again and Marianne's not married and Eleanor's like, I'm gonna shut that down right now. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. That's the only redeeming part of that speech for me from her. Yes. Anyway, please continue. No, that's okay. I just, I, I, I'm i glad <laughs> that you brought that up because it is a really great moment. And it does show that Eleanor is this like, she, she is just great. And just yeah. because we don't necessarily relate to Marianne, I still think both of them as female heroines in this as 17 and 19 year olds are pretty well done you know you could yeah. put mary Ann's plight in a ya novel now there's about a dozen and a times n about them you know it makes sense and it works for her age group and i think they are still well done characters um i do think eleanor's journey is a little bit more complete but i really am now like spinning here like why is there not I have two ideas now. It's like, I want to write a fanfic of what happens when Eleanor and Brandon are actually engaged and they fall in love and Marianne does become a spinster and Edward can go fuck off and marry Lucy. Or the other one I want now, though, is Willoughby killing off his wife and that murder mystery so that he can get (laughs) back together with Marianne. Like that's maybe they can be the same. So that's what happens. That's what prompts it. Colonel Brandon gives up on Marianne and marries Eleanor because they all just because Marianne can't get over her shit and then Willoughby's like oh my god Marianne's a spinster I'm gonna kill my wife and then it's a murder mystery and then there we go they're at some kind of house party where Something. everyone's stuck there there is a death at Pemberley it was a very popular novel I mean that's a c- pretty common trope like and house parties in that area were like a thing week, two weeks long mm-hmm. um, but yeah so I guessed that Eleanor and Brandon would end up together and that Marianne and Edward would end up together. Um, I think that I wanted it to not be the original pairings. Like I thought it was gonna be more twisty. Yeah. Than it ended up being. No. I sp- more windy, but not more twisty. Yeah. I think it ended up roundabout. Maybe is the better word. Yeah. Uh, mm, you know, we just spent like thirty minutes talking about my Edward problems. That's but- okay. I do think that it's more compelling couple for Colonel Brandon and Marian, or not Marian, Eleanor to be together because she's so level-headed and she's so much more his speed. Like, they're really great friends. Yeah, I love their conversations. Like, it's it's one of my favorite platonic relationships. Like, even if we don't ship them and, like, just leave it as a friendship, yeah, it's also a really great developed friendship. Like, it the two of them friendship. end up trusting each other and the fact that he's able to go to her and be like, hey, I need you to talk to Edward about this offer, and that's another action that he does that he doesn't have to do. Sorry, yeah. I just, again, in my yeah. head, I'm going back to, like, the thesis of the men in Austin's novels are better, are ranked more highly based off what they do versus what they say. Okay. Which I know you're about to come back at me yeah. with Edward yeah. for it, and I know it, but... Because he does that... If that's... The it's a thesis. Mo- if that's, but if that's the model... Yeah. He... Sh- isn't good yeah i know he's shit he's shitty i know i know and it's making me sad i'm abiding by my ruling you're you're allowed it's fine <laughs> i'm just a little bit crushed here now i d- are we even on aragon maybe a little bit i don't think so <laughs> fuck <laughs> all right i'm not crushed. that book was fully destroyed for me yeah i kind of ripped that one a new one um but no okay regardless that was sense and Sensibility. Do you have any other final... I think we, like, tore that to pieces, really. Yeah, we really kind of dove in there. But I'm also really proud that while this is not a podcast that is, like, thesis-driven, it's not lit class or... You know what I mean? It's not those ones that, like, go deeply into the analytics. We're joking about plot. I still think we had a great discussion about, like, the different meanings behind things and what that's what I love and why I think that Austin can still be read and still be analyzed. And, you know, and the fact that even though you said... That you know, this took a different brain power and it, yeah. or more brain power. Like you were still able to pull quotes out. You still were able to like talk about the diction and be like, "This would have been worded differently if." I think we were talking about Marianne. If it or was something. double talk, yeah, yeah, it was double talk or something like. Oh, Eleanor and Willoughby, um, that hard. <laughs> God, he's the worst. He's awful. Um, that I I still love that we were able to read it and and maybe take a different different route with yeah this I mean, it title. Was... It was hard it was hard to read but I think that um it's I mean it's a good book for yeah. sure and I think that if you don't go into it with the expectation of reading a sweeping romance and more with the expectation of this is a novel about like family then I think I would have been less disappointed is the wrong word but like less felt like a little duped yeah because like I I expected to read the Colonel Brandon and Marianne romance if that's what it was gonna be and I'll I didn't, write you that and I didn't get to read it that's what so. I'll do I'll write you a Colonel Brandon and Marianne romance okay. um but so maybe I just marketed it to you wrong because in my head I see it as Jane Austen has does romances but maybe I just pitched it wrong and that really sense and sensibility is more her family story because well, anything Emma else. is for sure more and so is pride and prejudice yeah you get a lot more because they're together a lot yes. more exactly well that being said what book are you gonna market to me for the month of march which you just picked before we started recording not to spoil everybody i did just well i had i had it in my brain but i hadn't fully decided i was picking between a few so okay um where where are we headed what are uh, we doing okay so it is (laughs) are you gonna make me guess yeah hold on let me give you some clues okay I'm looking for the page count. I kind of love how we've now created this, like, mini prediction in the review episodes of, like, what is the book that we're going to be reading, and it's it's kind of a fun little side game. Oh, it's long. Oh, fuck, girl. S- sorry in Okay, but wait. I'm going on five plane rides in March. Oh, you got this. I'm going to be doing... I can do it. It's I'm also f- a great audiobook. Good. Okay, but no, but I'm dead serious. I'm going on five plane rides in March, so I can do this. What's yeah. up? Okay, so it's fantasy. Fuck. It's YA. Fuck. It's... Is it old? Not super old. It was published. Let's see. What was the date? No, it's published in 2012. Okay, that's not super old. Um, the author just like this week had a new book come out in the series, but it's like a additional. It is a series. You're not making me read. No, you. It's it. You're not making me do Leigh Bardugo, right? No, 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 no. Okay. No. no. Okay. Well, she did just um, had a book come out like two weeks ago. No, you're right. Started. I just don't know what even what book I would make you read by Leigh Bardugo. Um, the Shadow and Bone. Because you've read the first one and want, I haven't. I don't want to reread it. I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, and I was also like, that one's not long. There is... Are there dragons? Death, Worship, and Assassins, and Castle Politics. And the book just came out? No. Well, no. yeah. The, the In the se- or in the universe, a new book just came out. And it's YA? How do yeah. I not know about a new book release that's YA? I don't... May, or maybe it's coming out soon and I've just seen a bunch of arcs. Possible. Uh, but I think it just came out. I don't... Is the author female? I would guess so, but honestly, it's How an ambiguous name. Well, it's a it's a, a gender neutral name. Well, hold on. D- you've read like the it. series. I know, but like I don't fucking read the you know, I don't read the about the author stuff remember. Oh, that? that's true, I do. Okay, hold on, wait. I'll look, click on it on Goodreads, it'll tell me. <laughs> Watch this. Yes. Is <laughs> it female? Yes. I don't know. Who is it? Alright, so in March, you were going to be reading Grave Mercy by Robin lefebvre Oh, we just had Robin lefebvre! Never. yeah, yeah. We just ha- right. i knew her book just came out we did we just according darkness but it's a new brand new thing it's, it's in the, the same, same universe, universe but right. it's a brand new trilogy right. That's what I said. oh mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. So, how fucking long is that book it's 500 and something <laughs> Dude, rage. okay hold on well okay aragon was longer though wasn't it aragon i think is still the longest book we've had it's 549 pages let me see how long aragon was yeah i'm still convinced that aragon was longer because Aragon, I think, reached 602. That sounds right. I just love how we started so no. epic. No. Aragon was 503. No! <laughs> okay, but you have a lot of plane rides. I do, and have, a a of, plane... I do have a lot. I do have a lot. I'm do. i going, like, coast to coast. It's not even, like, a, an hour plane ride. Yeah. It's, like, I'm going from Florida to California to New York. Um, and I read, I listened to this book whenever I moved from Missouri to Colorado. Um, that was what mercy, I did. Mercy, Castle Yeah, I would have never known. I would not have- but you are right in that uh, yeah. Courting Darkness did just come out. And we had an awesome event with Robin LeFevre. So um, basically, the like very high-level blurb is it's about a girl who um, escapes from the brutality of an arranged marriage into the sanctuary, sanctuary of the Covenant of St. Mortain, who is the d- god of death, and the nuns who run this covenant— uh train all the girls to be assassins just, i'm down yeah. i'm so down it's very good I'm, I'm so down excited to read it and it's a big departure from this yes so it'll like and it's be kind of refreshing an, it, but it's also like kind of a departure like we're going back to this you know because we're going back to fantasy yeah we haven't done like a true big fantasy, fantasy in a while no yeah because we did this one we did a mystery we did a contemporary i mean and golden compass is like almost sci-fi in my head and it's like jf yeah and this is not this is not cool well i'm excited Yay. and i hope that you guys are excited too to read grave mercy with us by robin LaFaver. um please read that in march with us get it from your local independent bookstore or your local library yes um we really appreciate that um we'll be doing our predictions episode in like two weeks again we'll let you guys know but it gives her plenty of time to read this 600 and something fucking no page book. 549 five hundred and forty-nine? that's not that bad you're fine no i'll be fine it'll be great <laughs> it'll add to my overall page reading for the year but i'm right now i've also got um anna Karenina that i'm trying to get oh through god i love it that's long though it's like seventy something pages yeah anyway regardless read grave mercy with us yay rate us five stars follow us on all the social media Um, Give us a review so that you can get an awesome sticker and an awesome bookmark. Yes. Um, Anything else you want to add? No. Cool. I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Yay! Bye. Bye! Bye!